I think of average as like lukewarm food that you could eat and yeah, but you don't enjoy it. But at you all. don't enjoy it. Not memorable. Not memorable. And I look back in my world, it's like, man, how many times was I just like living in that, didn't know it, was settling for it? And as we've worked with thousands of advisors now, it's amazing how much time and energy advisors spend learning to cope with average versus learning how to break out of it. Yeah. And I think, I believe now firmly that the same amount of effort can be used to break it as they do to keep it. Yeah. And they would have what they say they want. Yeah. And I think another way of, of, uh, I think you're being kind to people. You, like you. you talk about I was this, trying to like, hold back a little bit. <laughs> I know you were. I know I could tell. But it's the the amount of energy you spend defending your average versus mm. destroying it, right? Yeah. And and it's this it, it's this idea we were talking about this pre before another show we were recording is if you can consistently be five minutes late, you can consistently be five minutes early because you're very consistent in one. That's right. So just be consistent in a better one, <laughs> right? right? Like you're you're obviously very consistent. You know how to get to you know, A to B, mm-hmm. so just do it at a different time, right? It, 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 we know you can be consistent, just be consistent in a different way, right? So we're going to talk about how 2024 will be a different year for so many people that listen to this. So part of the attitude of today's episode, and it's going to be very quick, we've got a lot of things to cover, so it's going to be bang, bang, bang. But part of this is we're, we're going to just believe this for you. You know, I'm so encouraged I, I I talked to four different advisors t- this morning before we started recording, uh, as I get to talk to advisors every day, uh, of those who have been consuming the show or in our coaching program or been to our event, and they're just people that are getting better. And so I'm I'm saying this for you who are watching or listening, like 2024, we believe will be your your best year, yeah. If you implement these things, and we think that you're very capable of that, we just want to give you some really practical things that you go, you know what, I'm going to do, you know, seven of those things. Yeah. Um, and some of them, you're, most of them you're probably doing somewhat, but we want you to to really dial it in because you're the kind of person that that wants to get dialed into your life and get get the best and be elite and not average. Yeah, what I love about these items and a lot of what we see in the advisors we coach is that when they make this change, so for example, an advisor, like most of us have done, give away your time and ideas for free in the hope of selling something. And they finally have this breakthrough in their mind of like, what you're telling me people will pay me for that time that I can get paid a fee for all the time and ideas and they'll still get the product because it's necessary. That breakthrough compounds for the rest of their life. Yeah. And so the things we're going to talk about, like some might seem small, but if you do these now, it, it will change who you are as a person. It'll, it'll 10 X the revenue of your business. Like these things over time are massive. Yeah. And, and so the cost of inaction sometimes is the way we look at it with advisors is like, Hey, there's an investment of time or money sometimes to to make these changes. Yeah. But the cost of inaction, like if you ever get stuck on something, try to put pen to paper and say, okay, if I keep doing what I'm doing now and I give up this other thing, this uh, six figures in my business for the next 20 years, that number gets big fast. Yeah. And and for me, I know that serves as a motivator of like, whoa, like why would I want to fall so short of my potential? Yeah. Just because I want to hold on to what I thought I was, you know, capped out before. Yeah. And, and, the, and so taking that energy and putting it towards, please tell me what I can do better. Yeah. As opposed to, hey, stop attacking my character or questioning what I did in the past. Yeah. And, and that's what we want to shift. And so as we go as we go through these, my hope is you take a few of them and say, those are ones that I, that don't seem so massive, will not totally disrupt my world, but know they are massive over time. Right. They're, they're, this is the small decisions you can make, and many of these things are daily, 
that will accumulate. I had this thought just the other day as I was driving past uh, Lifetime, this gym near us, is I literally I just thought because I was there like, I was driving by it. I wasn't there, but <laughs> to be clear, uh, but I, I was driving by, it was like 6.15 and I thought to myself, what a massive percentage of people that are in that building right now that have the life they want mm-hmm. versus if you drive by another, you know, no offense, Waffle House at 11 p.m. at night. <laughs> Sorry, because <laughs> I was at Waffle House at 11 o'clock at night the other day with my kids. I know it's an exception for you, not the rule. Uh, it is an exception for sure. I was like, I've not been to Waffle House in 30 years. Uh, but but it's like those people have these habits. Hey, wait, is Waffle House a sponsor of ours? Uh, not anymore. Oh, okay, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Sorry, lost the Waffle House sponsorship. Um, but I knew the people in that building were doing things that led to other things, other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made decisions to get up early. They're working out, so on and so forth. So these are those kind of things. So one of them, and I, I'm always seeing new books on your desk. You know, I'm I'm reading more and more. It's it's it, it's. I think that reading daily hmm. is the cheapest, easiest way to transform uh, almost every area of your life. So reading daily is one, and I don't. I I think reading daily is is the the daily part is really key. Yeah, uh, that it, you 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 build this thing of like you're you're. It's like exercising once a week is harder than exercising five days a week. I struggle with that. I love reading, but if I'm up with the kids running to this thing, I find there's things that I do in my world, whether it's reading, cold plunging, exercising. There's not a lot of days that I've strung them all together in a row. And so that's something I'm still working through. Somebody would look and be like, man, you do this, you do that. And it's like, I do them all, but I've yet to fully unlock in me to where maybe sometimes it's life stages. You know, you have young kids, I have a three-year-old. It's like, Sometimes you don't know they're going to wake up at five o'clock and it's like, yeah, that just kind of messed you up. You never know they're going to wake up. Yeah. And yeah. so kind of hold, hold some grace for yourself that I used to kind of probably beat myself up when I couldn't string it together perfectly. But now it's like, okay, so then you, you're getting uncomfortable daily. Mm-hmm. You're learning something daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very practically, if you're saying, well, just tell me, well, we have a book list for all of our advisors. Yeah. And if you join our community, it's like, you got to read these ones because we think this way, we believe these things. That's something you could start tomorrow. Yeah. That is as a low barrier to entry. It's not a big investment. The only question is like, are you just are you willing to do it? Yeah, and I, I think one of the most exciting things about reading is if you do the math on if you read fifteen pages a day, you read like fifty books. I mean, it's like crazy how many yeah. books you read. You're like, what? Like the, you check the math on that, and you're like, well, how does that happen? Right. And generally, you end up reading. I mean, if I'm going to read at all, sometimes I read sixty pages. A lot of times, I'll just read thirty. It's actually a great way for me to fall asleep. Like it, at the very end of the day, I'm reading. And I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah, much better than TV or phone. For oh, sure. way better. Yeah. Way better. Because I like won't fall asleep. I'm like, where did the last hour and a half go versus <laughs> sleep? But anyway. So the other, the next one is habits that are scheduled. Mm. Uh, we talked about this in a past episode. That if you want to do something different, then actually just put it on your calendar mm-hmm. at the appropriate time. Yep. And so when it pops up, it you treat it like an appointment. What's, here's what's fascinating is I schedule a lot of these things. <laughs> and they're on repeat, but I'm so out of habit of the habit that it comes up. I'm like, oh, it's time to do that. Nice. Like, Andy, you're the one who said it, but it's still not a part of my habits. Mm. But I have other habits that they're now true habits mm-hmm. that I don't have to schedule anything for because it's not new. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm just doing this, right? But in a positive way. Yep. Uh, the next thing you talked about this uh, recently is invite other people into your challenge. So some people just try to change, but they don't tell anyone they want to change. And then there's two problems with that. One, you're way more likely to fail. Mm-hmm. And two is you, there's sort of this, 
there is a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, well, if I'm going to fail, I'll just no one will know about it. So you really are setting yourself up. It's sort of a form of hiding if you're like, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. The average path is to tell yourself something, which sets yourself up for disappointment, which kind of then feeds the potential narrative of right. like, I'll, I'll never get that. I'm not good enough. Uh, but as soon as you let it be known, an, an extreme version of this would be like extreme accountability where it's yeah. like, if I don't do it, I let it be known, but there's also some punishment yep. inflicted on me that's yep. so massive that- yeah. Um, I'm just going to get it done to avoid the punishment. But but average advisors get in their office, get in their head, maybe even kind of sprinkled on their team, which is also dangerous if the team starts losing confidence in your ability to see things through. Yeah, um, New ideas all the time that never take hold versus this is what's going to happen. I give you permission to ask me questions. Here's the yeah. date I want to do it. That is elite. That That is the path. Again, you're probably listening saying, of course. Right. Okay, well, then why aren't we all doing that? But I think, and there's some other key elements to that is when it gets difficult, we're willing to have the difficult conversation. You and I have yeah, had you this. you got to pick the person you know, it, well, it, yeah. Yeah, but my point is that you say, I'm going to follow through with this, and as a team, we're going to follow through with this, and because it's bound to happen, it's somewhat inevitable, that like we'll get off track, that we care about each other enough in the business that I'm not going to ignore the obvious elephant in the room and say, like, hold on, like, you're not meeting the deadline. Like, yeah. what's going on? And not like, you're a bad person or you're losing your job, but like, what What do you need from me? Is there anything else you need from me? No, I just need you to check with me. Okay, well, I'll check with you more, right? Yep. Um, so that's invite other people into your challenges. The next one is around being aware of your routines. Hmm. There's so many things that we do out of habit that, that they're called mindless or, or, or we just, we're, we're, we literally, we don't know we're doing them. I experience this a lot with my kids where when I drive my son home from school, you know, he does some, he, he like, does a job after school at his school, turns some extra money, and and he's not on his phone. And he gets in the car and he puts his, he gets his phone. He's looking at it, and I say, Sam, I'll put your phone away. And I go, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And we'll sit because okay, my deal is when it's just me and him, we put our phones away, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a long time when we could talk. But unconsciously, we're he and I are talking. And he'll reach for a phone and he'll open it, and I'm like, Dude, put your phone away. He's like, Oh, dude, I didn't realize I had my. But it's like, what oh, are you, yeah, you know wild, what I mean? Yeah. It's an unconscious thing. So so part of it is being number one, being aware of your routines. It's this is the thing. This is the gift that human humans have, and humanity has given us. Like you can think about your thinking, you can think about your actions. I don't think monkeys are like introspective. The turtle's not like, what should I do today? You know, like they just do. But you have to be aware of your routines. And the second is, how willing are you to disrupt that routine? If you find yourself mindlessly on an app that's not helping you, don't put a time limit on the app. Just delete it. Yeah. You know, like just delete it. And what I have found when I've done this is, I generally will delete it, and I'm like, well, actually, I did like that. But by the time I come back to it, like I did this with sugar. Mm-hmm. I got off sugar for 30 days and when I got back on sugar. Mm-hmm. I need like one-tenth as much to to, nice. to, to kind of make me happy again, yes. right? So know your routines and then take the take the action to actually like delete that option from your life, whatever that might be. Yeah, I think that's recognizing that none of us are perfect and, and willpower alone will fail you. Yeah. Maybe just as often as it helps you. And so if we want to tip the scales in our favor to where our outcomes are 80% in our favor to make up the extra 30% that willpower can't cover, we're going to design our environment yep. to help us with that. Yep, yep. The next is uh, when it comes to moving more, if you want to have different thinking, mm. you need to have different, what is that? You have different psychology, you have to have different physiology. It's a move. You have to physically move. And I think that there are times, and this is metaphorical but also accurate, is if you feel like you're not getting anywhere, you need to get moving. 
yeah. right? And, and it, it, it literally unlocks that movement of ourselves, unlocks movement in our brains. Like I remember last week, just as a team, as an EAN team, um, you were out, but so I didn't include you. But I said to our team, we, I just kind of felt like it was just sort of, it wasn't cloudy externally. It was really nice outside, but I kind of felt like we were just kind of in a blah. Hmm. I was like, hey, what are you doing? You got, you got 15 minutes? Yep. Got 15, okay, great. Come with me. And they're like, what? I'm like, we're taking a walk. Field trip. <laughs> we're just taking a walk. Yeah. Right? We have beautiful offices. It's great. But like, it was, and what did we do while we talk, walked? We talked about life and business, but like, it was really good for us hmm. because good. our brains were just not at peak and so I was like, we got to move. Like yeah. sometimes the answer is not to think harder. Mm-hmm. It's to like go look at a tree. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Move. Well, I love the intuition as a leader. And all, and all of us should think about that for our business. Like when are we aware enough of everybody in the office that like practically like t- tomorrow you could do that with your whole team? 100%. Just say, hey guys, we're going to go walk around the building together. We're going to do something to break up because this is true and I feel it in my office sometimes. I I can come in and just crank it. And I'm, yeah. I'm fulfilled and I'm usually good energy. That's usually not true for everybody on yeah. the team. Yeah. So I love the practical nature of you just being like, pause, 10 minutes, let's go. Yeah. Because as a leader, sometimes that's all it takes. Let me do one more, which is, again, this is a, this is to create a different 2024. If you can be intuitive and understand, and I know you're doing this more recently because you actually sent out a questionnaire to your team and EAN team about this. But if you can know, like, what's special to people, because mm. here's the thing, what's special to you is not what's special to me. That's right. You know, like it's just, it's just not. And it's not that yours is bad and mine's good and mine's bad and yours is good. It's just different people care about different stuff. Yeah. So for some people, their love language is like, man, I just need like a latte once a week and like you got me for life. <laughs> Seriously. And yeah. other people, you're like, if I offered you a latte, you'd be like, I'm good. Yeah. Like you're not, you know, drink coffee. You know, yeah, don't drink any coffee. So like that's not the right thing. Mm-hmm. But so to know that about people, we want to have a different, it's like, how can you build a different 2024 for you and your team and be more intuitive to like, what their needs are. Yeah. And the great thing is you could just ask them, like, what are your four favorite places to eat? Mm. And then if you like go get lunch there instead of where you like, yep. they might be like, oh my gosh, I love my job so much. Nice. And these are things that don't cost you like, we're not saying like double their 401k contribution. Mm-hmm. Buy them lunch, yeah. right? All right, here's another one. Um, buy a plane ticket. Um, this is to get out of your environment. Mm-hmm. You do this a lot, so I don't think that you realize it, but I don't know if you realize you're doing it or not. Yeah. Uh, but, there is, and we've talked about this probably in episode 20 something, but this idea that the further you go from home, the further your creativity and sort of openness to new ideas and, and, and thinking goes up. Yep. And so what I would say is that plane travel, and I mean this on a really practical level, like I hope someone will mm-hmm. send us a picture from your destination. But even if it, and I'm doing this, actually I have some credit on Southwest. I haven't told you about this, but I'm going to like go away for two days next year and I'm going to go work. Mm-hmm. But I have this credit on Southwest. I've like, it's been there for like four years. I'm like, <laughs> just, I just need to use this. Um, but I'm going to go somewhere and work for a few days just to get out of my environment yeah. and to open up new thinking. And I think plane travel is, I mean, the cost is so minimal. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not a big thing. Now, I would be away from my family. Yeah, that's the point. I'd be away from my employees. Yeah, that's the, sometimes mm-hmm. you need to just get away from where you are all the time yeah. to unlock a better business. Yeah, and, and think about if the conferences, because in our world as advisors, that's normal. I know for a portion of my career, I only went to the ones that were offered by the group I was with. And it was like, oh, it's time to go to a conference. The number one piece of feedback we get about our conferences is that all the ones I go to for my group, yeah, right, aren't like this. They're not, yeah, they're not, they're, it's usually underwhelming. It's, I go and it's like, oh, it was good, it was good to see people, but it, it didn't, sh- spark creativity didn't challenge me yeah. in certain workshops and so I, w- I would say if you go to those great it's fun to see people 
go to at least one or two that are not put on by your company. Find some other, even if it's leadership, public speaking. A lot of advisors come to our event and say, that was the best event I've ever been to in my entire career. Absolutely. I've been an advisor for 30 years. I heard it yesterday. Practical. We're working on it. You're up on a whiteboard. Like it is, it is energized. And we have one in January, one in April, and another one kind of that we're booking after that. But do something to shake it up, go outside, because the hope is, is you come back and, and change something. Right. Because you are not getting the results right now that you want. Most advisors are saying, I'm not operating at my potential, the, the elite path. Yeah. Then something has to change. Did we have our, I'm trying to remember our last one. Was it September that we had? I think it was September. This group I was talking to this morning, they've done 50,000 in fees since September. It's November. Mm-hmm. Right. They'd done zero before that. And I'm like, and I'm just saying, like, go to things that, and mm-hmm. so that's that's an example of like. And hey, they're forever changed. Like, oh, they, yeah, yeah. they see the world differently now. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. They're, but my point is, like, go somewhere there's going to be a. And here's another thing. Uh, I know someone that's on your staff went to, they bought a plane ticket, they went to uh, a training, but it was more of like a pastoral, spiritual training. Mm-hmm. Chris did. Yep. Okay. He came back, loving life. He was excited at work. Mm-hmm. Like, Sometimes you buy a ticket just to go to something. I mean, go oh, see. Yeah. A, go see. I'm taking my son. He doesn't listen to the show, so I can say this. In 2024, I will surprise my son with a plane ticket to Los Angeles, and we will go watch Dodgers together. Nice. And he's not going to see it coming. It's going to be. We're probably going to be gone for 48 hours. But it's like, why? Because we need to get. We need to get away. Mm, that's good. Like that's healthy. That's a memory. And so. Will it, will it make me better at work? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not all about work, but like just buy. My point is. Buy the plane ticket. Yep. Buy the plane ticket. All right, a couple more. Uh, initiate new friendships. I think this is pretty hard as an adult. Mm. I'm trying to be more intentional. There's just men that I know from church that I'm just trying to go, okay, like, I know he owns his own business. I know, like, there's just certain kinds of people that I want to, that I feel like I get along with more. But there's some guys that I go, you know what? I just haven't really initiated with them. And so I I literally just see them or our wives know each other. One guy's name is Brad. And I'm like, hey, Brad, I'm going to buy this book and go through it. You want to get together like once a week for six weeks, 6 a.m., we'll do it on Zoom. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm in. And I kind of know him, but I got three other guys to say, yep, I'm in for that. Because like there's not a lot of men who just like initiate the party, if you will. You know what I mean? So if you want to know people, like initiate the friendship, initiate the relationship. A client we were talking to this morning was saying, hey, we've initiated some new idea partners. And we just said like, and that's a new relationship that will forever be fruitful for them in their business. But you have to initiate that. As an adult, it's pretty rare that that people are out initiating relationships. Yeah. And what we know is like the root of that is that you are a product of the people you spend your time with. Yeah. Um, and, and now I think the most recent version of that study said you know, something like 60 to 80% of the good things and the negative things that happen in your life are uh, directly connected to the people you're spending your time with. Yeah. And so that's when I hear you talk about that. So that's what I think is what what is an audit of the circle? And this happened in my personal life over the last few years. There are people that I was like clinging to that were not good, kind of pulling me down. It was very one-sided relationships because I was like, this is just the right thing to do. And when I was able to free myself of that, it kind yeah. of left a void. But then you get to, in a healthier version of yourself, assess like, okay, who are the people that challenge me to be better, yeah. speak positive things into my life, um, still bless and serve other people, but they're maybe probably not in your your, your five-people circle. Yeah. So, so audit that, and, and most likely for all of us, there's some gap there that we need to be intentional about. Absolutely. And so on a really specific level, audit who are you spending time with, who gives you energy, who reciprocates that energy. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, with, without hesitation, there are people that you're better off being by yourself for an hour than spending five minutes with them. Mm-hmm. Like there's just people, it's like they do not make you better. 
they suck your energy. And I appreciate a lot of people are good hearted and I've known them for a long time. But there are certain people that I only know in a certain circumstance, but I'm I would never initiate spending time with them. Yeah, that makes me think of that book I read this year called Not Nice. Yeah. And how there's a difference between being nice, which the nice person's like, oh no, but they're sweet, I'll spend my time with them, versus a kind person would say, No, I care about you, but like I'm not gonna give you all my time. Right. And so there's a difference between being a nice person and then being like, no, I'm kind to people and I, I invest and I give, but I'm also considering myself. Because you would be resentful when you're like, I remember someone, oh, okay. literally, yeah, someone literally said this to us and it was awkward, but I do not regret it at all. I can remember it was like two years ago, like this December. And it was this woman who knows my wife and I kind of knew her. And she's like, we should all like go on a double date sometime. And I just went, yeah, Maybe. And I wasn't like, absolutely, let's do it. I was like, yeah, maybe. And then I moved in and talked about something else. But I did not say, basically, that's a no. Good. You know what uh, I mean? I it's like if someone asked you to marry him, you're like, maybe. I'm like, that's a no. You know what I mean? That's a no for now, right? No for now. But I have no regrets because I was like, maybe that wasn't the nice thing to do in the moment. Yeah. But to, it would be not nice to go, oh, yeah. And then like, oh, this is going to suck. And that's then right. like, you know. That's All right. Next one. Manage your energy and your environment better. So, I want people to be focusing on when they work best, mm-hmm. how they work best, and then really lean into that. You know, take your best hours and do your best activity in those hours. Yeah. Uh, don't, you know, there, there's certain things that, yeah, you, you probably need to be around the office and things like that. But uh, there far too many people live in this world of regret of, man, I stayed up this late watching this show, right? There's, there's, mm-hmm. They're not managing their, their energy or their environment very well. I, I think that you've done a great job building offices that are beautiful places to work people want to come to. Um, you know, spend the time and the money on your environment. Mm-hmm. That will help you create a better outcome. So it's like, yeah, get nicer furniture. Yep. Get some plants. Like, yeah, like get better window coverings, like like whatever it might be. Like I'm thinking of those for office. Like they're great when they need to be. And they're also like the point is invest in your environment. Yeah. Because it will affect your mood in a way and your productivity in a way that you don't really acknowledge until or realize until it's there. Yep. Um, I love this one. Hire someone now. Mm, yeah. So tell me how you're viewing this as it comes to um, 2024 for you. This is one of those things to where I, I was hung up on this so long. You know, people were a cost. How can I accomplish the same thing without having to spend that money? And that was just a young entrepreneur's mind, kind right. of scarcity mindset right. until I kind of broke through that and said, oh, wow, I hired somebody. It was scary, but I knew I could get rid of 60% of the things I was doing. And I saw the result of it. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm all in on that. Yeah. I don't take it to an extreme, but when I start realizing, okay, the future of legacy cannot fully rely on Sten for business development. I don't want to be doing that all the time, and I don't want the company to rely on me if something was to happen to me. And so now I'm saying, okay, in order for that to be – someone else has to live and breathe that. I need to go find somebody to take that over versus, hey, who can I delegate that to within the team while asking them to do other things? And so as you look at your business, there's a good chance you know at least one hire that you know you have to make now. If you're a solo advisor, you know that you're doing a bunch of stuff you shouldn't. If you have one support staff – and you have two advisors, you're probably as advisors doing things that a junior advisor could do or a pair planner. It, it may be scary. Knowing yourself, you may need to sit down and crunch the numbers and say, okay, well, I need to uh, get this many new clients or this many new plans to, to cover this hire. Uh-huh. And then you have to say, okay, well, I need my confidence or I need to borrow confidence from somebody else. And we do this a lot with our advisors we coach to say, so with all that extra time, you're telling me you're going to get 30% of your schedule back. And all you have to do is add four clients this year. Right. 
to pay for that person and then everything else on top is better plus you get to stop doing half the things you don't like doing right that doesn't seem very risky do you do you agree right so, so this is a very practical way of every time you know if you want to reach your potential you can't do it alone you need to hire somebody we spend a lot of time working through that but rarely is the argument oh i don't need anybody it's like i do i just don't know if i have the money for it or i don't know what they would be doing what's their job description where do i find them those are the questions we can help unpack right but very rarely if we're in a, a deep conversation with an advisor do they make a great argument and stand firm on like i'm good where i am the only time that it it backfires is when the advisor doesn't have a plan for them when they get them on board it's like oh, i'm just going to yeah, add something they rush the hire right what are they supposed yeah. to do? I mean, just be on the team. Like, no, that's dead weight. That's right. Right. And that's not helping them or you. So do I it, would. Yeah, if you do it well, it's it'll change your business. And ask yourself this question. How can they pay for themselves as quickly as possible by either freeing up my time or by creating, you know, creating income? That's right. Um, and the great thing about this business is for someone, especially with a junior advisor, is they can do both. They can free up time for you and they can start creating income. That's right. All right. The last one is pursuing discomfort. Like you do food. Hmm. So I know that uh, I'm eating my lunch late today and my body is telling me, Andy, you, you're hungry, mm-hmm. right? And what I think is interesting and I think I'm actually enjoying it is the more that I'm around you, the more I'm around people that challenge me and that, that want me to be a better person, that like I'm I'm starting to think about like what's where's my next – Where's my next area I need to go find discomfort in mm-hmm. that I want to grow in? And I literally will go this, like, oh, I don't want to do that. Okay, oh, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a trigger for I should go do that. That's good. Right? It's not like, ah, I don't want to pull in front of this car. No, like, yeah, don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more like, man, I, I don't know if I want to get up at that time. Boom. Like, mm-hmm. it's pursuing discomfort, knowing that my human nature says, go find comfort, go find comfort. So I know yeah. that's a big one, but I, I, I think that, that put yourself in environments where you're pursuing discomfort is um, is a great guiding principle for 2024. Yep. And the last piece on that is that when you, it doesn't always have to be the same thing. If you can say, hey, I'm just going to wake up early and work out and you can, great, uh, I can do it. But if you're like, I'm going to take a cold shower this morning, I'm going to wake up early and do this workout. Yeah. The, the main piece is that you're, con- you're learning to override yeah. the voice in your head that's like, hey, you don't need to do that. Like, just be comfortable. Just hit snooze. Take a warm shower every morning because that's the most comfortable and when I heard somebody say once on a podcast that most of us go from our 70-degree house to our 70-degree car to our 70-degree office and back, yeah. back to our 70-degree house, like, we are, aging is, what did that podcast say? Aging is the the relentless pursuit of comfort. Meaning, wow. like, the reason we age is because we start moving less. We yeah. just want to be comfortable. Yeah. We don't want to travel because yeah. airports are annoying. Like, all these things that are all just running away from yeah. hard things is that if we can continue to condition ourselves knowing that if left to our own devices, we will slip to average and we will slip to laziness, that we're learning to just override that consistently, it gets easier. And then you are the person that people are like, how do you do that hard stuff? Like, that's crazy to most people. Well, I've conditioned myself to just do hard things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Stan, thank you for that. And I want to encourage you that if there's been something in this episode specific that uh, you're going to take and run with, then reach out to us. Uh, Our contact information will be in the notes of this podcast episode, but we look forward to hearing what you're going to implement to make 2024 your best year ever.